Welcome to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name is Alon. And my name is Ara. We've got these fancy new mics. Can you can you hear how fancy they are? Our sounds must resemble something like what gold would in audio form. Yeah. Now, I don't want whoever it is that emailed me and told me our sound sucks to think that this is his doing. Yeah. So I'm there. Because it mostly is. But also, our other mics were starting to just go bad or something. I don't know. And for, for us, like we'd be beside ourselves to give someone else the credit. Yeah. But... I mean, on top of this, we have pop filters. So, pop, pop, pop. see, no look popping. At, look at how good it sounds now. Yeah. Wow. Really, I'm just wearing a nylon on my face. So I've become so accustomed to actually. It's funny because before before this, I was like, we had to because we had those um, ghetto style microphones. Yeah. And I remarked to myself, "Oh, this feels so strange holding a microphone while talking." And now it feels weird not to hold on. And then, and then, of course, that went away, and that didn't feel strange. And now this feels strange, not holding a microphone and talking, but particularly because there's just all this hardware in front of my face right now. Yeah. Well, get used to it. This is... You hey, know. you know what? I'm, I'm adaptable, and uh, you know I'm going to push through this no matter what, no matter what hardship may befall me, and uh, we're going to do a show here. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of money spent for... What is probably only a marginally better uh, sound quality. So, anyway. Well, uh, we're nothing if not uh, <clears throat> relentlessly honest, I suppose. So, so let's do this show. Um, I, I really want to roll right into this thing that was going on a minute before we started. Yeah, I'm pretty incensed about it, so let's do that. Okay. Wait, which thing? The, like immediately all? before recording. The arcade game. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, this is funny. Okay, you, you set this up. Okay, so um, we have a lady person in the studio, and she's relaying the story of how her workplace recently got some video games installed. There's like that golf game with the trackball, which we immediately recognize as Golden Tee Golf. Her name is Anna. We can say oh, her name. I did. Okay, then Anna. Sorry. Um, so Golden Tee 3D Golf. Who knows what year? Probably one of the newer ones. Um, and then a Ms. Pac-Man was mentioned, but also that game where you open closets. Yes. I and love, this is my favorite thing in the world. This should be some kind of, uh, some kind of, I don't know, some kind of yeah. other game that people play too. We, we should have people over to just, to just abstractly describe games to us. Or just show, who, people, show them the game, but don't show them the title. Right, and people who don't know these games also, whether, whether it's by name or just by experience, right? So people who generally... Uh, and this is going to offend her miserably, so I'm going to say it. Uh, generally, don't play games. Describe video games. This is endlessly entertaining because I, how else can you get the game where you open? What did you say, Anna? What words? Opening closets. Opening closets game. This yeah, is now, great. Now you said. I'm not out of the corner of my eye while I was playing yeah. pool. Like, you said yeah, it's it's got to be elevator action. Yeah, now, I hadn't said it out loud, but I was thinking the same thing. There's no like, damage control no. here. Okay. I was like, it can't be elevator action because why would they install a game from like the 80s that also isn't iconic? I mean, elevator action is a little, not really. It's, it's iconic enough that the instant thing you thought about when you heard opening closets was elevator action. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't think of Russian attack or something, but, but really opening closets? Yeah, I think you were thinking of Rolling Thunder, perhaps. No, I mean, I, when I... Because there are closets that you open sort of. in Rolling Thunder. Anyway, and there's ammo in all of them. Remarkably, I'm, I'm curious. You now have to go find out if it is really elevator action. I'll get back to which you. Which is a, it's a nominally known game. Or, or well, look. I mean, okay. I don't. I don't think that this like the selection committee for these games was like the most uh, careful, perhaps. Yeah. Well. Okay. So this is this would be sort of going to imagine an arcade game, and describe it to you. And see if you can come up with the answer. Oh, you're quizzing me now. I mean, you you should come up with one too, but I, I don't know if you have. Whereas oh, I know what's in my brain. Uh, uh, that's asking way too much for me right I mean, now. I'm not going to make it so incredibly obscure that I don't think you could get it. It's a game that I think you're aware of. Okay, it's got to be at least as good as opening closets. Okay. Well, see, no, I'm, I'm just going to describe it as I would describe it. Which and is not as obscure as opening closets. Okay. Which Let's means ha- I'll Let's be able to describe... It. Okay, so... I guess our listeners should play this game to themselves. We want, yeah, I would, we want to hear from our listeners if they figured it out. But no, I want you to guess it, or or if they would like to challenge us, 
on other obfuscated and hopefully entertaining descriptions of games. But, you know, when you give them a challenge, they're going to be like, I win if you don't guess, and therefore I'm going to give you all sorts of either bad clues or obscure games you would never have heard well, of, like Anteater that, you know or something. What? That's, that's fine. If you want to uh, feel like you've uh, won over upon us by, uh, you know, making a reference to, um, like, I don't know, Rabby Labby 2 on 3DS download only... No, I'm, That's well, I'm, fine. I'm thinking arcade, specifically arcade. Okay, okay. So, okay. Uh, we'll say the the time setting is sort of ancient, like uh, knights, so people have, like, armor. Your character... Okay, okay wait, wait. That whittles it down to uh, 40% of games. Go ahead. Probably, right? But it's... So, all right, your character has... Uh, like a, a chain mace. Okay, 35% of games. All right. And you can upgrade it so that the chain mace sort of also shoots out, uh, you know, projectiles. This is too easy, dude. Right? Right? I told you. It's not going to be super hard. Yeah. I don't know if our listeners are You know what it's it. got to be? I think the key here, and maybe this is uh, asking too much from both of us right this moment, but I think the key here is to make a uh, a plausible misunderstanding or misdescription that is still actually accurate. I I really think it'd be more more funny or more interesting to get okay. like man or woman on the street like Anna to look at a game without the title screen. Yeah, because that, this then, is like um that Bill Cosby thing, it. except with adults and video games. Pretty much, or kids. Or we should we should do this. This would be even better. This is true. It's Black Tiger. You were thinking of by it the is way. Black Tiger. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, which has has sort of resurged because I think it's part of Capcom's um, like free. If you download their their game arcade thing for the 360 or the PS3, that's the one game you get for free. Oh, right. And you could buy and a bunch the of the one games. you want to play the least also. Yeah, no, actually, I really like Black Tiger. So Do you now? I haven't downloaded that thing, but if I wanted to play Black Tiger, that's what I would do. How much have you played Black Tiger? I played it a lot, emulated, a reasonable amount. I mean, I didn't play through the, through the whole game. But presentation-wise, the sound I really like, like, it's... It's rewarding. I thought it was a great premise. I just felt like I've probably seen about 10 screens, strictly speaking, in that game. Its control is a little weak. And, uh, I mean, they could have have done a lot more with it. It could have been, you know, you could have made, like, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Dude, listen, technology was limited back then. Anna, did did you know I was talking about Black Tiger? No excuses. No. No. No surprise there. They could have made something on the caliber of, say, you know, Castlevania 3 or Castlevania 2 or Castlevania 1, for example. But they didn't. Uh, I suppose. Do you, how do you think Castlevania would fit in as an arcade game? And it, I mean, it was available in, like, the NES yeah. 10 machines. Yeah, well, there was that, and then there was Haunted Castle. And clearly, you know, the, the other two uh, would not adapt so well to the arcade. But, okay. Well, that was a great idea. We should do this again. We should totally do it again. Maybe I'll... And like, we will when I have people over I'll just I'll just do that with people. Let's and and of course all you listeners we are actively soliciting you. So if you wish for us to continue to actively solicit you somebody just give us a, throw us a bone. I think now. what would be more interesting is if if they got their non-video game people and then yeah. submit their description. See that's the thing right it has to come from an innocent source that doesn't understand how funny, like, uh, you know, like a child, for example, who uh, does not know who Batman is. Right? Yeah, right? That would be awesome. whose father is pretending to be Batman. That's what <laughs> makes it funny. So, so we have listeners who have uh, kids, significant others, uh, you know, husbands, wives, probably just wives. Um, that's, they, could, they could totally use them to accomplish this, to, to get what I'm looking for is innocent descriptions of arcade games or the the thing is it's got to be a relatively popular game that most people would recognize if described properly but perhaps not described properly that's which right. is what makes it do- although okay. i can imagine uh you know at taito in the early 80s that you know they had a board meeting they were like look okay here's the two the two main things you do in this game is you ride elevators and then you shoot people and okay that's three and you open closets and then you open closets <laughs> so is it going to be elevator action Closet action or shooting action? Uh, yeah, I think elevators was the novelty for yeah, that. Yeah, perhaps closet action conveys a little bit more than you want to. Okay. All right, so this is a fun new game. This, this could be 
This could be. I could make an entire trivia game oh, out of this. I like was so. Box. I was so upset at the beginning, and this, now I'm not really as upset anymore. And this is going to materially affect my ability to rant in the next few minutes. About, wait, when we move to talk on about other subjects, you mean? Yeah. Wait, have I found something that cheers you up? Discussion of old arcade games. Well, it's, it's like a magic tonic. <laughs> it's the combination of closets in action. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, I guess I guess we can move on, then, because I don't I don't have any other. Yeah, let's. You know, I get I got something small that we can cover until the next break that's coming up rapidly, uh, and I know that uh, you'll like this because it's a really unpleasant topic for you. So, Gran Turismo Six is coming out very soon, month and a half. Here's the funny thing, right? There's a lot of different places you can buy it from. A lot of pre-order incentives. A lot of different pre-order incentives. No surprise there. You know how I feel about pre-orders. The funny thing is, is that every place is offering you like different premium things, which somebody affiliated with the Gran Turismo product has publicly stated, nothing that you get in that way will be something that you will never be able to get otherwise during play. So some of them give you extra money in games, some of them give you extra cars, all that stuff you can totally get eventually. And the funny thing is, is that all that premium stuff that they gave away um, at the beginning of Gran Turismo 5 for like the $170 premium package and so on, like the ridiculous model that you'll never do anything with and so on. All those cars you finally ended up getting like two years later in the game anyway. And I mean, they're just like copies of other cars. But the beautiful thing is if you pre-order it on Newegg, you know what their incentive is? Money. $10 off. Yeah. The best incentive, the only incentive that persuades Aura to do anything about it. Are you, are you going to buy three copies? I'm going to start with one and then we'll see how that goes. Okay. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we are back once again, living in this luxurious lifestyle of proper audio equipment. It's Chatterbox, video game radio. Sponsored, by the way, by the University of Advancing Technology. Their website is uat.edu. That's probably the cleanest you've ever heard me say that. So visit their website. I wonder if our voices are actually different. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about these mics. I don't know. Forget it. <clears throat> okay. So- so you want to go on your rant. Yeah, I'm, I'm really upset right now. This is reasonable. Okay, the comedy has faded, and I've reverted back to my curmudgeon self. And uh, which one to start with? There's so many. There's two. I thought we were going to talk about the PS4 craziness. Uh, well, no, no, let's hold off on that. Okay, you don't know what I'm about to complain about. So do you, you remember a couple weeks ago when, uh, as you may know, and as our listeners may not know, uh, I have a surreptitious account on Xbox Live to access the Japanese side. Yes. And you remember that there was all this security stuff that was coming up the last time I tried to access uh, it. Yeah, we didn't fully understand it, but I remember right. that happening. And that, of course, made me very upset because it was like asking for the password that, of course, you've only ever input uh, once in your entire life. I actually have to put my password in every once in a while because I move between Xboxes and it's like, yeah, oh, pop I it in. I understand that. So basically, the only reason why I'm telling you that is because I thought that it was because I had a surreptitious Japanese account. And sometime after that, I realized, no, this is not why. What Microsoft did without telling anyone, without really any fanfare at all, much less announcement, is that they they added this feature. 
at some of the up at during at some point one of these recent updates where they have this thing called, uh, I don't know, some kind of a security, this extra security thing they added. Okay, I don't know what it's called. But they have a special name for it. Sounds like you're getting a feature. But really all it is, is it's asking you for basically another piece of information that's personal to you to give to Microsoft. And they let you choose, but they on the, on the face of it, they don't let you get around it. They're saying, in other words, uh, give us another email address that you have that's not your email that we already have or give us your phone number or give us uh, some other piece of personal information. And I was like, I would not like to do any of these. You have enough of my information. And so this is, I mean, obviously, obviously, as you can imagine, this is very upsetting because I just think that this whole thing is a trick for Microsoft just to collect more information personal information from people under the guise of, uh, yes, we're adding, we're giving you more security features, right? I don't remember this at all. This, this, this happened to me. Maybe it didn't happen to you. I don't know. Maybe they think I'm special. Maybe they think that, uh, you know, I'm going to hack them because of my surreptitious Japanese well, account. Don't, don't you remember that a bunch of people's accounts were getting taken over and like money was being spent? Well, or I'm sure, I'm sure that happens, right? But here's the funny thing is that, so at the absolute apex of my upsetness, when I was thinking to myself, how dare they? How dare they not let me access my own account now that I've had access to? I couldn't even get into Xbox Live without giving them another piece of information. But there's something really sneaky they did because I was thinking to myself, like, this can't be legal. Like, I can't, I can't not have... There's no way I could have agreed to this, right? That they have to have another piece of information before I'm accessing what I am normally entitled to access. And so the funny thing was, was that if you dismiss that dialogue enough, it actually just gives up. It's like... it's Wait, like you just, you just don't give it the password? Yeah, it just gives up. It's like, okay, I'm not going to ask you anymore. Okay, well, that's interesting. And I think... I haven't turned on my Xbox since. And that was like a week ago. So maybe you will ask me every time and be a total pain in the ass. But this is a really interesting situation, right? Because this is like they are not in fact forcing me to supply information to get at what I'm normally able to access. But they're doing it in a coercive way, aren't they? Because they are pestering me about it to the point where 99% of people would, would just simply acquiesce. Yeah, the problem is I don't actually know the parameters for asking this information or the, the conditions. When you right? try to log in, it says, no, we need another security. We need another piece of security. All I remember happening to you is it was asking for the username and password. Yeah, this was beyond that. This was the other time. After it did that and it confirmed mine, then it said, okay, now we need another layer of security. Oh. After I got past that screen. Because as you remember, I didn't remember my password. Yeah, that's that's what I saw. Right. And so after I remembered it later... Then we get that other extra like, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll give you and so on and so forth. Okay. This is the same kind of thing. I bet it's, it's probably not. It's probably like, well, if people can't figure it out, eventually we're going to stop and we'll try again later when they're smarter or something. I actually wonder if they do that because they can't actually legally be able to force people to do that, although – who knows because – They could have just put it in the EULA. Exactly, then, right? The, those 13 pages that nobody ever reads, uh, that could have been in there anyway. So that would make – that would render that point moot. So okay. that's very unpleasant. Yeah, well, just wait for the new systems and see how much information yeah, you have this, to give them. This is going to be great. And yeah, and we're already experiencing uh, two simultaneous pop-ups on random websites covering up each other. Uh, so I, I predict that this will um, – Look, there's going to be a law, okay, at the rate at which uh, simultaneous pop-ups appear on web pages, okay? I'm declaring right now this will be a law. There's going to be a rate of increase over time. This is going to be the Sharinian oh, law. Oh, you're saying like a physical law. Yes, this I is a physical law. I thought you meant like a political law. Yes, every year you will encounter one additional simultaneous pop-up than you previously had in your life to disrupt your uh, everything that you do on the web. That is a pretty uh, pretty gradual increase. Yes. Well, it starts out slow, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, 
And then it actually, it gets slower over time. Maybe it gets faster over time. The, per- the percentage every year. Maybe once you reach 50, it'll just turn into 700. Uh, okay. Okay. It's, it's not like anyway. Moore's Law. Anyway. I should be, I should be <laughs> so lucky. Come on. This is just as legit as Moore's Law. So, Come on. So let's talk about... There's there's the another there's another related thing there's another oh, okay. complaint okay let's Fine. just get all these complaints out of the way and then the people who are uh, who love it will enjoy it all in a dense fashion and the people <clears> who get upset by it well you won't have to endure much more of this okay the PSN store I told you it was going to be related right uh, the the PlayStation Store and all stores are always full of annoyance so they've actually they've updated it to be worse okay? is that because it's They've updated it to the point that the machine can't actually keep up with it, and it lags just showing you menus of games. That's what it feels like, but that's actually not the specific complaint I have. So you may or may not remember a while ago, I, was, I thought it was a funny thing that if you go to – look, I would consider the most frequent thing that people check the PSN store for is uh, what new stuff is free. Is that reasonable to presume? Uh, new stuff, but I don't – I don't know the, the habits of most people if they're all looking for free stuff. Okay. Well, but let's I, just I say bet new it's stuff. Yeah, it must be quite common. I'm not the only person looking around for what's new and free. Yeah. Right? So what you used to have to do was they had basically this data in two different places when you wanted to see what was new, right? You could go into the section uh, after you drill down this tree, of course, right? No, um, I don't want to look at movies. And past all of the things that are have little to do with video games, but everything to do with what marketing wants to make sure that you see before you get to what After you go past all that, there's a section that's called basically demos that are like new demos, okay? This was previous to the update. And the problem when you went there was that there was uh, – it basically uh, filtered the new stuff according to some arbitrary deadline, some arbitrary date. So, for example, if I went in there now, I would only see maybe the Nebo's demos that have came out in the past week, but not previous to that, right? I would have no information and no sense at all of what was new in the past week before that. So, basically, what that means is that unless I'm checking frequently, I could really easily miss huge gaps of new content. So, what I used to do, which made sense... Right? is you just went to not the new, new section, but you just go to the regular demo section, which by default was actually filtered and ordered by recent date. So it was actually the same screen, but gave you more complete picture than the, picture, than the screen that was called new demos. Okay? So that was weird. So they were like, okay, this isn't effed up enough. Okay? So we've got to fix this and screw it up even more. So now, since the latest update, what happens is uh, that last screen that I told you about where it has everything that's new, that's listed by date, that goes back indefinitely, uh, that doesn't exist anymore. That selection now is um, demos by title. And then you have to go in there and then you have to change the filtering and press some more buttons to actually change it to uh, by date. So now what they've done is they've made sure that unless you're somebody who checks on a regular basis, you're pretty much guaranteed to miss what new stuff is there in the demo section. And I'm pretty sure that there's some analogousness to the other types of uh, uh, content that they're offering. So what, I mean, what are they doing with this? Yeah, like what is this? I have a feeling this was just usability testing. People said they wanted it alphabetical and you are in the minority. You know what? It's usability testing gone wrong is what it is. Well, there's, all, there's always two sides of the usability change. People said something, yes, but I'll tell you 99% of the time, and that has been usability tested to arrive at that value, usability testing is done in ways that introduces all kinds of bias that even the usability people are not aware of. And this incenses me to no end because those people should know better. Because those people are supposed to be the experts. That you should be part of all usability tests? Look, I don't, I don't want to be the king of usability, but I feel like it because I see all of this garbage all the time. And I, and, and I see everywhere I go, I see misattribution to uh, cause and effect as far as that goes. And you've got to be really careful with that stuff. You've got to be really careful with how you interpret usability results. It's a very, very precise. Thing. We'll be right back. 
to me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. All right, we are back, and you know, during a break, we got we got a letter on the Facebook from John Bono. This guy, by the way, not of YouTube, not not of what? Not this, not the lead singer. No, not you, not you too. Um, but uh, but John's a friend of the show, friend of mine, and by the way, getting married very soon in a Nintendo-themed wedding, so that's going to be neat. You know what? Uh, you know what would be more neat than that? What? I I really wonder because marriage statistics are so dismal. How do marriage statistics change when the wedding is a Nintendo themed wedding, uh, or just a themed wedding in general? No, Nintendo. I, I bet themed. there's a greater divorce rate during if you look at only themed weddings, because they're usually in Vegas. Perhaps, but his I, his might be in Vegas. By no, the way. no, 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 no. But that would completely destroy everything. Okay, there's something specific. I have a theory about the Nintendo themed wedding specifically or the yeah. video game themed wedding yeah those those relationships are never dying this is what i'm getting at here yeah i think those are going to be very long i'm with but you perhaps not by choice well congrats perhaps not by agency all right so but congratulations anyway uh i'm sure none of this applies to you john bono Go ahead. so he um he sent he sent this letter and uh we've decided to to read it in parts and react, right? That's how we're going to do this? Due, due to my uh, extreme memory limitations, yes. Okay. I feel like we should upgrade you. Put I've been in, feeling that for... Put in some more RAM. About 37 years myself. Okay. So, uh, basically he says we could have been much better about talking about sexiness in games and gives us some some points first of all video games are not the worst offender of stereotyping what is most physically attractive by women if you want to see the common male fantasy turned up to the nth degree look no further than your nearest comic book shop the last time i simply walked into one i felt like a pervert just looking at the covers so he makes a valid point how do you feel looking at those covers i never feel like a pervert i I never sensed i was like this is this is good this that's my reaction to the Uh, covers not like a pervert. I just, I just wonder where, where are those people in real life? Well, of course they don't exist. They're yeah, drawn. That's, that's the beauty of cartoons, I suppose. Well, some, some of them were at the uh, Europa Fitness Expo that we went to today. Oh. Yeah. Did you have uh, comically attractive people? Um, well, I mean, it wasn't comically haha, but in terms of those proportions, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can find that at the gym, too. This is, um, you belong to LA Fitness, don't you? Well, yeah, you can see them at the gym, too. And this is, this is something that I encourage. Did I tell you I did yoga today at LA Fitness? Well, I, my, I encourage that, too. That's fantastic. My wife has gotten obsessively into Bikram yoga. And just over the last week. So I'm sure this will, like, her obsession will dive in the next month or so. But right now, it is, like, all she talks about. Like, more than having a baby well, is Bikram yoga. Well, maybe after she gets bored with it, she can move on to Diamond Dallas Page yoga. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what that is or what you're even trying to say. It's a former wrestler. He's got his own yoga product. Does he seriously? Oh, yes. Why, do you think I make this stuff up? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so John points out that video games are not the worst offender. Comic books do, do quite a number themselves. You, you know what? I want to I take this opportunity to talk about an angle that we haven't talked about, which is I, I find it kind of funny that one of the most – apparent and noticeable, I guess, retorts to the common female depiction in comic book form is the whole like gender reversal thing where they show uh, guys in female in the same poses that the comic book females would be in. Right. To express how ridiculous uh, everything is about that image. Right. So you, there's there's the classic like pose of the female who's uh, turning her spinal column in such a way so that you can see uh, maximum camera exposure to the ass area 
uh, as well as her frontal chest area at the same time. Yeah, so it's really showing the contour. And uh, right, and then so you know, of course, a lot of people in uh, retorts to this just to show how stupid that is. Uh, basically, they draw a man doing that pose, and then it looks stupid. I I don't know enough about comic books, so I have not seen this myself, right. or at least not realized it. And it's it's funny to me. I don't understand really what. Well, I think I understand what the point is, but to me, it's just misattribution. And plus, anyway, I think some people would think that uh, some some girls might think that that's hot anyway. But continue. Uh-huh. Okay, so basically, we don't have much to say about his first one. Like we agree that other medium make a bigger deal of of uh, the sexiness of. What yeah, it is. I guess so. It's definitely it is definitely more prominent in comic books. Oh yeah, because there's there's basically no shame in comic books. There's none at all. Right. Which is weird because I would argue, and maybe I'm not right. Like I said, I'm not really in the world of comic books too much, but I I think of them as more aimed towards kids than video games are. But that's probably reversed because now comic books are all like yeah. people our age. Well, here's the them. thing. Nevertheless, they are in more niche market. And so, so they can get away with it more. You think? I think they can get away with it more. There's less people complaining about it actively now, which here's here's the beauty of politics, right? And also, in my opinion, the lameness of politics is that you can. It doesn't matter how right you are. It just matters how politically effective you are, and you can change public opinion. And it has nothing to do with righteousness whatsoever. I mean, there's if, probably a certain degree. You have if to... you have a strong enough political force, you can convince a population of what to consider right or wrong to suit your agenda. And it has nothing to do with the objective sense of what is right or not right. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess Hitler proved that. Yeah, but I, this is happening. Uh, you know, we don't want to jump the shark like that. But this this is happening uh, on many, many political fronts simultaneously with many political issues. Just not that just the topic at hand is just not that drastic. But it can be drastic. But anyway, I don't want to go down that road. So, Okay, so we'll move on to point number two. Uh, and this one, I think, is – I don't know how much it applies to the sexiness, but I do think it's, it's interesting. Uh, he says, people don't usually make fiction trying to portray average and typical human beings. They depict extraordinary people in extraordinary situations. John McClane is an extraordinary badass. Sherlock Holmes is an extraordinary detective. And James Bond is an extraordinary womanizer. You rarely see a professionally produced porn video of ordinary people having ordinary sex or a film about a P.I. that has a non-bombshell drop a case on him at the start of the movies or a female lead in a video game isn't blessed with desirably physical features. So, extraordinary people. That's what fiction is, uh, is the point he's making. Still, I'm, I'm not so sure how this argues what we were saying, but... No, I think he just thinks that those angles are more interesting than the ones we brought up. Okay. But, I mean, this this certainly is the place. I mean, that would explain why we should have... I mean, does that really give defense to, to why girls in games are just always stacked? Because they need to be extraordinary? Because they're fictional? Well, the thing, I mean, I think it's a good enough... It, I think it's a good enough reason. I know that some people will cringe when I say this, but it is. Because if... Look, if something speaks to you in order to do some creative work regardless of what that is, that's clearly coming from a personal place. And if those types of physical depictions are what speaks to you to motivate you to make some creative work, why would anybody want to take that away from you? Oh, come on, though. Really, the way girls are in video games, we're not. I have a feeling that the creative expression of your game is not not hinging on... uh, the graphical depiction of the ladies in the game. The, uh, the artist is getting uh, his heart on by drawing that, and I don't think that I don't think that it's fair to deny somebody that. So the example if that's what gets you excited, whether it is sexually excited or intellectually excited. Basically, what I'm saying is that, or uh, some other mode of excitement. I'm saying how to all the people who say that the sexual mode of excitement is somehow. Uh, lesser or less worthy than the other modes, I say, how dare you? But, I mean, the the reason we originally started talking about this recently was because of the character Quiet in the next Metal Gear game. Yeah. Where, like, Hideo Kojima was saying that the reason he 
made the character that way was so that he would get more cosplayers dressing up as her, which is basically saying, I did it for marketing. He's not the artist. He's the designer. Oh, you're totally right about that. He did it, like, only because he wanted to get more attention to the game and not because it had anything to do with the quality of the game in any way or some sort of story-relating So this is interesting because uh, that works, but it only works in the aggregate, right? Like, that, that... He is only doing that because he knows that the aggregate of people uh, will feel appealed to and want the product because of that, right? I mean, he's. I don't even know that they'll buy my product. They'll just they'll see the. I mean, it markets the product, but the people wearing the cosplay really just want to be whores in indirect fashion, right? That's going to get a lot of complaints. I mean, he's 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 pandering, which is the usual argument, right, against this sort of character design, which is well. It's just pandering to the masses. But the problem is is that uh, I, I don't think it's fair to deconstruct something into nothingness by just completely dismissing it just by recognizing that that particular dynamic happens. There's a reason why that dynamic happens. And I think that reason the is d- a legitimate. The dynamic of hot checks and games? The dynamic of if you, make a, if you produce a depiction that is really hot of a girl and then that is construed as pandering because it appeals to a lot of horny guys who maybe you know maybe they don't get out enough or maybe they do get out enough and they just they love it whatever it appeals to a lot of guys i just don't think like there's a reason for that because it's intrinsically attractive and all of these argumentations that are happening against it completely seem to deny the existence of that basic reality. Well, this this next point he makes... Right? It's, it's basically like saying you cannot... It's like you shouldn't be attracted to that is the implication. And I don't think that's fair at all. You should not be attracted to that image. Basically, you're arguing for sexual freedom? Yeah, that's what I'm arguing for. Yeah. So the next point he makes uh, argues perhaps a little bit against that. Um, and I suppose we should wait. We should wait till... Let me, let me at least read it. So he says, The discussions about the sexiness of female characters in video games always center around uh, looks and nothing else. During my childhood, and uh, probably the childhood of others uh, that are listening, the sexiest video game characters weren't sexy because of how their sprites were drawn, but how they acted. A female, a female lead who exercised agency over the situation um, was always sexier than a damsel in, dispr- in distress. And he says, Samus, uh, Chun-Li, Carmen Sandiego, much cooler than Princess Peach or Princess Elf. This is really important. Are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we're back once again. You're still listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And um, a little time off, a little time off that you have. Go to UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, who uh, I mentioned in the past that they they help sponsor FIG. And from FIG, I made a video of our um, live-action Pac-Man game, which ran there. And that is on our Facebook page. I want people to go to our Facebook page, slash uh, Chatterbox Video Game Radio, and check out that video. And if you wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind, do me the personal favor of, of sharing that if you think it is shareworthy. 
because uh, I want more people to see that. I thought it was a whole lot of fun. I keep telling myself I'm going to send uh, send a text over to, to Jerry from Penny Arcade to just be like, hey, you should you should look at this because I think it's neat. Um, and I want to do it more at other places because um, it was weird. Like, not many people wanted to play it at Fig. I mean, there weren't a lot of people to begin with, but... but you know, uh, I also have my own announcement. About? Because I, I can't, in, in, in David Brent style, I can't bear to have you have an announcement without me having an announcement with the hopes of one-upping your announcement. Well, I didn't, I didn't think of it as, as an announcement, but... but you no, go now, ahead. now we're locked in competition. Okay, if you've got something, There's man. no other way out. Go for it. Okay, so... <laughs> All right, I'm losing it here. This is why we can't have an audience. <laughs> okay. You know, we do this for an audience, specifically. We, we do, I know, but I can't be in a specific audience. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, no, I'm going to be putting, in all, in all seriousness, I'm going to be putting, I started recording my Gran Turismo online performances. Oh, Jesus Christ. On my YouTube <sighs> channel. Okay. And I have I have one up there. There's going to be more. They're going to. They're really entertaining. You should post it to our Facebook page. And we're going to do that. And you can watch it. And you can do whatever you want to it. Okay. Ignore it. Watch it seventy times. Either way, I'm 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 satisfied. That that would just be fantastic. It's it's great. It's this, the level. Let me tell you, the level of competition is just sublime. Okay. It's just it's such a beautiful thing. I just want to share this with the world. Right on, I, man. It's taken me years to find such beauty, and I just want other people to enjoy it. Can't wait for Gran Turismo 6. <laughs> me neither. Just, the quality of this program will shoot through the roof. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, getting back to what we were talking about. All right, about, so let me, let me replay. This is, yeah, please say that last part right. again, because there's actually a really, really critical point here that is going to be the uh, cathedral-like buttress to uh, my arguments. So I want you to, while I'm reading this, imagine Quiet, the character, in, in your mind, uh, what she used to look like in Army Fatigues and stuff, and then in what is essentially the outfit that someone from Cops would run out of their apartment building dressed in, right? Like, But more tacky. Ripped nylons. And, and less, a, and and less well-proportioned. Yeah. Okay. So the discussions about the sexiness of female video game, uh, female characters in video games always centers around looks and nothing else. During my childhood, the sexiest video game characters weren't sexy because of how their sprites were drawn, but how they acted. A female lead who exercised agency over the situation uh, was always sexier than a damsel in distress. Samus Aran, Chun-Li, Carmen Sandiego were always sexier than Princess Peach and Princess Zelda when the only visual was an 8-bit sprite. Okay, here's the thing. John Bono doesn't know it. But he has just made an incredible argument. And this is the argument. There is so much attention and so much concentration and focus on images of women right now. That is all people are talking about. That what we've done is we've actually completely drawn our focus away from the reality that is infinitely more strongly powerful and more powerfully conveyed through activity versus sheer image. And that is the same reason why all of these people who are saying that these sexual images are harmful is the exact reason why they are not so harmful. Because an image is just an image. Well... However, yeah, but, but the games now are so realistic that it is more than an image. It's how they walk and how they talk. N- okay, and no, I disagree because their body's bouncing and whatever. It definitely conveys okay, you know, sexual you know what? themes. You know what? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll totally concede that. But I would actually say that because those are kind of like canned performances one way or the other, uh, they're still kind of the same thing. The sexiest thing in the world is how you interact with somebody. Yeah, but I also think he's stretching a little bit when he suggests that Samus Aran or Carmen Sandiego or Chun-Li well, are sexy well, well, for anything yeah. other than their visual. Because we never we never looked at them as like sex objects anyway. I mean, we never looked at any of those Nintendo yeah. characters as First sex First of all, objects. by the way, the argument that Samus is female is that it's very light. He did for not me. He, 
the examples are not good, but the point that he's getting at, if you can discount those examples, is my point, which is, man, it's it's not about looks. The funny thing is, is that looks are actually as surface as people say they are, but they're also as benign as they appear and not as people are framing them. Well, you know, there's the argument that as you portray people like this, then that, you know, it builds into the minds of the young men and all that. Yeah, but that's the same reason it's it's not it's completely when you're actually involved in an interaction with somebody with like a real human being. Look, I'm just going to go to this example. I was trying to think of a way to present it. Um, what's the word? Um, politely, but I can't. So I won't. When you when you're with a girl, okay, or when you're looking at a girl, or when you're spending time with a girl, whether um, that's in bed, and you're having some private relations, okay, maybe you're having sex, or whether you're just socializing, or whatever. Any person who has experience in this knows this in their heart to be true, that the sexiest thing in the world is not how they look, it's how they act. It's how they act with you. It's how you two act together. That's the sexiest thing in the world. I, su- I suppose if you think of a nudist colony, that's probably the argument, the same argument, <sighs> because they are not acting sexy at all. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like, I don't, I don't want to go into nudism, right? I don't think we have to go down there, right? How many people... I really, I really wish that this example I'm about to describe is a lot more accessible than I think it is to especially, uh, well, let's just say everybody, right? If you've had the privilege of having some sexual relations with somebody who's really hot, just a knockout in physical appearance, if you've had that privilege, then you may know that uh, not just sometimes, many times, that does not translate into action. That doesn't translate into the bedroom. So you're saying that hot, hot chicks are boring, basically. Well, the thing, no, what I'm saying is you don't know. That doesn't necessarily translate. And a lot of times, so what I'm saying is that there's, there's, there's the surface quality and then there's the deep quality is what I'm saying. Yeah. And the deep quality where that you cannot experience unless you actually have face-to-face interaction with a real life human, right? That type of sexual experience is, that is powerful. This other stuff. This is just this is just pictures. This doesn't do anything for anybody. This doesn't it doesn't have much it's not efficacious so much one way or the other. That's what I'm getting at. It's, well, it's an interesting point. But but men still react to visual. So Well, we still like to look at them. Of course we do. Of course we do. But I would I would really love it. I think the greatest thing in the world for Marians is to be with an incredibly hot woman and then realize that that incredible hotness and appearance does not translate into other aspects of your life. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I feel like not enough people have had that experience of realization, because if we had, I think a lot of these things that we're talking about would just go away completely. There would not be arguments about them. Well. Is that, is that audacious I enough? think a lot of the argument comes from the parent looking at their 13-year-old boy who it's just coming of age and... And all that, where well, all, all he has is something to look at. Well, yeah. Well, then there's that. And then there's the whole attitude of, you know, let's protect people from sexuality instead of permitting them to explore sexuality. Yeah. Okay. All right. So enough about sex. We have a couple minutes left. Uh, there's this talk right now about how a couple of games, important, I suppose, games, were delayed by Ubisoft. Uh, oh, yeah. Drive Club. Drive Club was one, but also Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs is the big one everyone's been waiting for. Everyone hasn't been waiting for the latest racing game? I have certainly not been waiting for it. However, I was a little bit because I'm not planning on buying a ton of games uh, next month when they roll around, the, the next generation stuff. Certainly not intending on buying a racing game. But Drive Club was going to be free with PlayStation Plus, so I was going to get to have it and see just how powerful the visuals can get. In, in this machine, because that's really it's the only reason to buy new hardware these days, right? It's not like they can't make the same game. But, uh, but I wanted something pretty to look at, and now they are taking that away from us because it was delayed and giving us something else which is made for the PS3 and basically just recoded for the PS4. And that's a little frustrating to me. You know what's more frustrating to me? So what's this game called? Contrast? 
Yeah, well, actually, I'm more interested in playing contrast, but yeah. less interested in looking at contrast. Well, of course, because um, you know it's not the it's not the super PS4 technology. That's for sure. The thing that kind of incenses me about this is that at face value, look, one of my colleagues and friends, Steve Swink, was working on a game that was, uh, by all accounts so far, almost identical to this in concept. There have been a few people who made something like this. Yeah, and, and he abandoned it because it was just like not, not going to be a good enough game. But that didn't stop these guys. Yeah, well, maybe they found a good... I, I mean, from what I've seen... It doesn't look like it so much. But from what I've seen, it doesn't look like it so much. Whatever. I'll play it. We'll have it to, to play next month yeah i'm gonna be out of town when the ps4 comes out by the way yeah. you believe that out I of town coming back maybe the day after what will you I don't do know. with yourself but i still don't know when i'm supposed to get the damn thing because sony store online is not uh they don't have a lot of information that you can gather i have no idea supposedly it's there's no supposed long time ago they're like releasing on the 31st of december before they announce the date well so- sounds like an impending crisis yeah all I, I tell you is I haven't got an email telling me when it's actually going to ship, and that's annoying. I have an announcement for next show very quickly. Okay. We are going to have a guest next show, and he's going to be a doctor, and he does endoscopies and colonoscopies, and it's going to be fantastic. I, I for one, cannot wait. Also, I want people to go onto our Facebook and tell us what this sounded like. We were kind of messing around with the mics, so tell us if it's any good. And we'll be back next week. Good night, everybody. been listening to chatterbox video game radio tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming and remember all your base are belong to us